Enoch is a very interesting uh, person that when we study his life, there's a lot of questions, or at least there's a lot of questions in my mind. But I want to think about Enoch for just a little while and encourage you to study along with us. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God. Now, there's a lot of statements within the Bible about people who please God. And I think this is one of the most interesting, and you think about him and you look at his life, the statement has been made, and it's one of the most distinguishing things about the man. It's very simple. He walked with God. So I want to think about that for just a little while. In the book of James chapter 2, there verse 23, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. I think it would be wonderful if when I died, people would say he was God's friend. That would be a wonderful thing, I think. I want you to notice, Abraham, the meaning of the name is father of a multitude, which seems very fitting along the way. A lot of times within the Bible, the names had very significant meanings. In the book of Mark, chapter 14, verse 8, Jesus said of this woman, She hath done what she could. She has come aforetime to anoint my body to the bearing. And I suppose if it was said at the end of my life, He did what He could for God that I would feel very satisfied and very pleased with that. Enoch, in Genesis 5, beginning of verse 18, And Jared lived an hundred and sixty and two years and begat Enoch. And Jared lived after he begat Enoch eight hundred years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Jared were nine hundred sixty and two years, and he died. And Enoch lived sixty and five years and begat Methuselah. Methuselah, the word means man of a dart. And Enoch walked with God after he begat Methuselah 300 years and begat sons and daughters. And all the days of Enoch were 360 and five years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. What does it mean? He lived his life. He was a man who married and he had children. Methuselah being, as we read in the pages of the Bible, the oldest man who ever lived, 960 and 9 years. Enoch lived and had children and he walked with God after that 300 years. And he had sons and daughters. And he was not, for God took him. He ceased to be. At least he ceased to be on the earth because God took him. In the scripture, life is also oftentimes represented as a walk or a path, a certain direction. And you are walking in some walk today. You're walking for the Lord, or you're walking for Christ, or we could say, he walks with God, or she walks with God. We might say of other people, well, he walks in the world. Or some people walk after sin. They walk after adultery or drugs or, or some other thing. They live their life, and life is told to us as a certain path and a direction in life. In the book of Psalms, chapter 1, you might notice, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You're going to be blessed in your life if you don't listen to or make the choices that direct your life if you don't listen to the counsel of ungodly men, but listen to the counsel of God. He goes on to say, Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the sornful. 
He said, but his delight's in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Enoch was the kind of man who made choices and decisions that led him down the path toward God. He made choices and decisions based on things that would take him in the direction that God wanted him to go. And as long as he lived his life and walked in this earth, he went in a way that God wanted him to go. Can you say the same thing? I'll tell you, I can look at my life and go, there were times I was not walking the way God wanted me to walk. I wasn't on the path he wanted to be, me to be on. I wasn't doing the things he wanted me to do. I can look at my life and say, I can see times I was standing in the way of sinners. Well, that wasn't true for Enoch, though. In the book of Genesis, chapter 6, verse 9, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. Enoch wasn't the only one. Noah, the Bible described as a perfect man, he walked with God. The word Noah means rest, and that's an interesting thing because Noah worked really hard for years and years. But he lived his life and made choices and decisions so that he stayed on a path that was for God. In the book of Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24, Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. I wonder how many hundreds and thousands of times we've read it here and it's been preached here. I'll tell you a story. We've had four funerals at our congregation this year. We had one at the very end of January, and we've had four since. We just buried a lady that was 103 years old, Nona Elmore. She'd been a little blue-haired lady as long as I've known her. Some, some weeks it was purple, other weeks it was grayer. Sweet little lady. She was very quiet. I would describe her as a person who was very meek, And she was a Christian. She raised a garden. She took care of her family. She was just a meek and quiet woman, very godly woman. And we would go to see her. And my son, get his, he got his phone out one day. He said, do you realize she's older than sliced bread? I said, really? He said, she was born before chewing gum was invented. We, they were all, the kids were like amazed. This, this person is, is really old. Not really. Not compared to Enoch. This lady made a decision when she was very young because we asked her family what age she was baptized. They said, we don't know. She was very young. And she served the Lord very literally for 80 years of her life, a Christian. And along the way, as far as I know, she never took a year off. To my knowledge, she didn't take a week off. I'm not saying she was completely perfect without fault. I'm just saying she dedicated herself and her life to the walk. And Jesus says, if you're going to be his disciple, you're going to have to take up the cross and whatever comes with it, you're going to have to deny yourself and you're going to have to go where he wants you to go. You're going to have to follow him. And that's the, the idea I want to put in your mind today. Mark chapter 10, verse 21. Jesus, beholding him, loved him and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. I want to ask you a question. Did this man take up the cross? No. 
Did he follow Jesus? No. This one thing was a big thing. And I want you to think about a man like Enoch who followed God and served God dedicatedly all those years. And throughout that time, there was never one thing that got in the way. There was never one thing that led him off the path and down some other road. He followed him. In Matthew chapter 19, verse, 20, verse 21, Jesus said, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell all that thou hast. Give to the poor. And notice what he says, Thou shalt have treasure in heaven. My dad used to say he wanted to be dead at 40. At 39, he said 50. At 49, he said 60. Dad's now 70. The new goal is 80. Sister Nona Elmore, laying in the hospital, in the bed at 103, you know what she said? She said, I'm pitiful. I'm not living. And I don't understand why God has allowed me to live. I don't understand why I'm alive. And she said, I don't want to be alive. You think that's natural? I think it probably is. I think it's probably natural at some point to get so old and so feeble that we just feel like it's time. That's 103 years. She knew she had a treasure in heaven. Let's look at Enoch's life. Born about 622 years after creation. So very early. Lived 365 years. And he was translated. God took him in about the year 987, year from creation. And did you know his name means dedicated? It's what the name means. I got to thinking about the names and some of the meanings. I looked up the name Jerry. You know what the name Jerry means? Exalted. Kind of interesting. I looked up the name Ty. It means firebrand. Sometimes names are pretty fitting. I looked up the word, the name Cain. Cain slew Abel, his brother, had a lot of people ask me, how did Cain kill his brother? I don't know. The word Cain means a spear. Kind of interesting. The word Enoch means dedicated. He dedicated his life to walking with God. And for 300 years, he didn't get tired of it. He didn't go crazy for 10 or 20 years. He every day served the Lord. And evidently this is great in the sight of God. <clears throat> 300 years. The book of Romans chapter 8, verse 4, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. We've got to live a spiritual life if we're going to walk with God today. It's a, it's a terrible world that we live in. 
And there are so many allurements in the world that try to lead us away. You've got to be a spiritual person. Evidently, Enoch was, and he knew that the goal was worth the trials and worth the journey. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Do you expect a reward someday? I suppose you do. I suppose you want to have the heavenly home and you're willing to live in a way that God would have you live in order to have that reward. Jesus said it this way, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I want to tell you something. A lot of people claim to be pure. A lot of people, when you look at their Facebook page, they look really cool and they look really pure and they look like they're all about things and inside their closets, a lot of secrets. But I want to tell you something about Enoch. He was pure because God took him. He was pure enough that God reached down and, and took him. And that tells me several things, and we we're going to look at these in a couple of passages. God wanted him. God was so happy with his life that he wanted him. And he wanted to have him with him in heaven. He didn't want to see him on this earth anymore, so God took him. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Never, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. If you want to be in heaven with God, then you're going to have to do what the Lord's will is and not just give it lip service. You're going to have to live it. You're going to have to walk it. It's what you're going to have to do. John 5, 39, Search the Scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. So I would encourage you today to dedicate yourself, to fix in your mind, and dedicate yourself to walking and serving God every day for the rest of your days. And maybe you'll live to be 103. Maybe you'll die younger than that. I don't know. Enoch was not. Why? God took him. In the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. He was not found. You know, uh, years ago there was a lady that lived in our community and her husband came home from work and, and she wasn't home. And we didn't have cell phones and all that, you know. I, I can get on my cell phone and find out where my wife is. I can find out if she's at the mall or she's shopping or something or if she's at home. Well, he called their boys, and they began to search and look. And they got afraid. They called the law. And the law come out and questioned people, and they started to hunt. And then the neighbors... And men came on horses and with dogs and four-wheelers and they, hunt, they began to hunt to find her. Did you notice something about Enoch? <clears throat> he was translated and he was not found. And they missed him. Why do you think they missed him? Because he walked with God. We had a funeral at home maybe 20 years ago, and there was over 2,000 people at that funeral. It was a huge funeral for 
our part of the world, young lady that passed away in a car accident. And uh, I was talking to a funeral director one day and I asked him what the smallest funeral ever did and he said there were three people at the funeral. There was the funeral director and a dead man and his niece. And he said that was all that came. And I said, he said he was a scoundrel. This dead man was a scoundrel. People missed Enoch because he was dedicated. Because he followed the Lord. People loved him because he lived a life that was on the right path. He made a difference in people's life. and They went and looked for him. They wanted to find him. He was not found. Why? Because God had translated him. God had changed him from life to death. Will you be missed when you're gone? Will there be two or three people at your funeral? I don't guess it matters how many people come to your funeral. It matters if God is pleased. God was pleased with this man. In fact, he was so pleased that he took him. It's kind of hard for us to understand. We tend to put ourselves in the place of, of sons and daughters or mothers, fathers. How would you feel if... How would I feel if God took my boy? I would, be wanting to, I would want some question answers. Where's my boy? Or how would I feel if God took my dad or my wife? But God reached down and took this man because God was so pleased. I want you to think about that. He was so pleased that he had to have him. The book of Jude, verses 14 and 15, it speaks of Enoch. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of their, all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Enoch was a teacher and a preacher. Enoch was the kind of man who walked around and he warned people about judgment to come. He, he warned people about sin and their sinfulness. This was the kind of life he lived. He was dedicated to God. He warned people about sin. He encouraged people evidently to live a godly life and follow the Lord. He lived the kind of life that God just wanted to reach down and take him. He was so precious to God and so pure that God just wanted to have him. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death. And he was not found. <clears throat> I used to fear death a whole lot. I think as I've got older, I fear it less and less. And I hope that continues. I, there was a certain amount of fear and worry I had in my heart about dying because I, I wanted to be a father to my children. Well, my children are raised now. And uh, for whatever reason, that's alleviated some of my fear of death. And I suppose if we live long enough, we'll, we'll welcome it in some way. But I want you to know God spared him death. He lived a life and walked with God, and God was so pleased that he spared him. One of the things that we fear the most. 
Colossians chapter 1, verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. If we will walk with God and you will be dedicated to God every day, He's going to give you life instead of death. And you can have a part of the inheritance that Enoch had. You ever thought about that? You can have those blessings and He will give us those things. In John 11, verse 25, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. If we'll just follow God, he will give us life instead of death. He will give us blessings instead of heartaches. He will give us comfort instead of anxiety and worries. And in this situation, uh, Lazarus had been dead several days, and he still was given life. Now, you mean we may not escape physical death. I don't think we ought to fear that. Jesus went through the grave, and I can go where Jesus went. And he conquered those things. God took him. Why? Because he pleased him. Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. God looks down on the faithful with joy and with anticipation for the day in which he can have you for himself when he can wipe all tears from your eyes, when he can hold you and embrace you and care for you in a way that's eternal, when he can give you rest, that's what God wants to do. He was so pleased with Enoch that he took him and gave him that. Revelation 22, verse 14, one of my favorites. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Now listen, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. Do his commandments. Follow him that someday you'll have right to that tree of life. Hebrews 11 verse 5. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him for before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God. Do you please God? Is your life such that God wants to have you? That God would like to reach down and take you and care for you? Or is your life such that God's thinking he needs a little more time? We need to give her a little more time. I think too many times we live our lives without thought for how God feels without thought for those things. He wants to have us. He wants us to be faithful. He puts everything in place so that we can have that. This was the testimony of this man. He pleased God and God took him. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. We have to have our eyes on the prize. We have to have our thoughts on heaven and we have to not look at the immediate but we have to walk by faith on the things that are down the road so how dedicated is your walk in John 14 verse 15 Jesus said if you love me keep my commandments and we've got to think about whether or not we are doing what we should to keep God the commandments of God and show him that we love him 
Romans chapter 6, verse 4, he says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. We've got to dedicate our life to him and surrendering to him in baptism and following him thereafter day by day. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, he says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. We've got to walk in a way that is worthy of the name of a Christian. And we need to serve the Lord and live our life in such a way. Ephesians 5 and verse 2, he says, And walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God of a sweet-smelling savor. We've read that today. We've got to live our life and walk in a way that was loving and will lead other people to that. Verse 15 of the same chapter, See then that you walk circumspectly, and not as fools, but as wise. To be circumspect is to make wise choices and wise decisions with our lives so that we stay on that path. Revelation 21, 7, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God, and he shall be my son. There's no doubt you're going to have challenges in your life. You're going to have heartaches. You're going to have difficulties. You're going to have problems with your kids. You're going to have problems with your spouse. You're going to have problems with your in-laws. You're going to have difficulties with your job. We've got to overcome those things. And we've got to keep ourselves on the path of God. And this man that we don't know much about, this man who lived so long ago, did it walking and serving God every day for 300 years. So surely you and I can do it for 60 or 70 years. Surely you and I can be faithful and dedicated to God in such a way and overcome the challenges that, that come our way. How dedicated is your walk?